You're listening to the Since I'm Here podcast, a podcast where culture, faith, and randomness interact. My name is Tyrell Grant. I'm a father, a speaker, an ex-church planner, and a guy willing to talk and have uncomfortable conversations. I will be letting you into my head and having conversations with folks I find interesting. So, since I'm here, let's talk about it. And welcome to the Since I'm Here podcast. Enjoy. Enjoy. Hey, family. Peace, peace, peace. How's it going? It's your boy, your friend, your cousin, your uncle, your nephew. It's your guy, Tyrell Grant, and this is the Since I'm Here podcast. How y'all doing out there? Hope you're doing good because I can't hear you, but you can hear me. Um, Before we get started, man, just want to let y'all know, appreciate you tuning in. Uh, you can find this podcast where you find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many, many more. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, at Since I'm Here Podcast. You already know that. Hit me up. Talk to me. I want to hear from you. Um, all this info will be in the show notes. So wherever you found this podcast, there's going to be information. Um, we got some good stuff coming up for you that'll be there. Um, some merch, some other things that you can get into. Um, so yeah, check out those show notes, show notes, excuse me, check out, check out those show notes. And, uh, I think you'll enjoy some of the stuff you find in there. Um, we're trying something new. We're doing something new. I'm doing something new here at the Since I'm Here podcast. Um, we're going to have some new segments. We're going to be introducing some segments. I just want to get you into that, tell you about that before we get started. The first thing is a segment we're going to call Tell Me Something Good. It's going to be positive news. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. It's kind of hard to find some positive news today, so it may be a quote. It may be whatever. It's going to be something positive. We're going to start off with something positive. So when you hear, you know, Shaka Khan tell me something good, you know, something good's happening. Then we're going to have the since I'm here portion of the show. Uh, it's going to be current topics uh, that you really won't care about in a few days. Come on, man. A lot of this stuff we don't really care about. We just... Sitting here chopping it up since we're here, right? we just we just having a conversation. Uh, we got, and then we're going to have uh, the Groovy Guru's Grotto. Uh, that's just a set. That's a segment where we just get fake deep for a second. We just philosophize and, you know, have a little deep moment. Um, those of you who already know this, but go back and see a few episodes um, past the rise of the groovy guru and what that's all about. <clears throat> I think you'll enjoy that. But yeah, man, we're going we're gonna to do that. So without further ado, let's get into it. So today's Tell Me Something Good is from Canada. Reports show that zero COVID deaths have been reported for the first time since March. So since March, they've been having all these deaths. So since the first time, 
since March. They've had zero COVID deaths in Canada. I repeat, Canada. I don't, you know, the U.S., we got some other stuff going on. But that's some positive news from Canada, man. So hopefully that good fortune will spread down from our brothers and sisters from the north. And, and they will will give us some of that good fortune. We can stop having so many COVID deaths. Uh, so shout out to them, man. Now, let's get into what we're here to talk about. Since I'm here, let's talk about this. Bronny James smoking the weed. As um, Stephen A. Smith says, stay off the weed. Do you really care? Is this really a big deal? I mean, come on, think about it. When I was, I don't know about you. I'm sure y'all was, was good kids, never did nothing wrong. Just some, just some good boys, good girls, and that's good. Um, but man, when I was 16, 14, 15, I would smoke a cigarette, smoke some weed or something like that. Something that, you know, and I turned out to be all right, you know, <laughs> I'm here, you know, and it was a lot of people making a big deal about this. Oh, man, if his father wasn't doing this, if his, they're not, I mean, that has nothing to do with how good or how bad a parent you are. You know, as a kid, you just do silly things. Um, Man, I've I done worse than that when I was a kid. Like, this is some stuff. I don't know why people are so up in arms about it. I really don't. I saw it. I was just like, wow. You know, now now what I will say is uh, I'm sure Bronny James and LeBron James listen to this. So I just want to tell you, young man, don't record yourself doing anything. If it's not playing basketball, which he's really good at, don't record yourself doing nothing. They're going to use it against you. So just don't be, you know, you never want to go full retard, man, and, and, and do something like that on your Snapchat or, or, or wherever you're doing this type of stuff. At. But, you know, we all did stupid things. So, again, this is something you will not care about in a few days, if you care now. It's been a few days since this happened, so... What stupid things did you do growing up that if someone had recorded it, you know, you'd be, <laughs> you'd be ruined. I mean, really think about that. Man, I done some dumb stuff. I remember this time, man, I'm, a, I'm really finna incriminate myself. It's been so long. And we lived in this trailer park, man. And we were outside playing, throwing rocks. You can imagine where this story is about to go. Man, I pick up this rock. Bow! Bust out the windows in this abandoned trailer. And everybody, you know, you know, kids, ooh. And, and I'm like, man, what are y'all doing? My mom was about to come out the house. So I go running in the house. I forget what I asked. I, I want to have some deep discussion with her. And... and just to keep her from going outside because I felt like she went out there, you know, people might tell her or whatever. So I ended up having this deep discussion about life and, you know, what 
these problems I was having in school and, and just being a teenager, whatever. But, um, yeah, man, imagine if people were recording it. She would have seen the video, and then, you know, the rest is history. You know, my ass would have been grass. Simple as that. <laughs> it's the best way to put it, man. So, so yeah, man, cut the little the young man some slack. Um, he just wanted to smoke the weed. All right? It's legal in some states. I'm sure he'll... I'm sure he'll be just fine as he continues to, to grow. Uh, keeping in line with uh, this whole, the James family, uh, another thing that, that you may not care about, but it definitely needs to be discussed since I'm here, Brian James only got the GOAT. LeBron James, yeah, I said it, the GOAT. The greatest of all time. Excluding nobody. Look what he embodies. LeBron James only got 16 votes for MVP. Come on now. 16 votes, man. Ah, how y'all gonna do my guy like this? And, and I couldn't believe it. Now, it's one thing to give it to Giannis. I understand that. Um, it's a whole nother one for him to only get 16 votes. The performance he's putting up, Giannis ain't even in the playoffs. Here LeBron is in the playoffs, shutting teams down, taking them out. 16 votes. Now I understand, you know, it's based off of your regular season play and not the playoffs. But still, man, LeBron was killing before the season was halted or came to a, a break or whatever you want to call it due to COVID. But a lot of people are saying um, this is due to him being outspoken on his stance on race and, and other social issues. I really hope that's not the case, but you know, you got some of these writers, you know, some of them closet bigots themselves some of these reporters who voted, they actually vote on this stuff. And, and I could see that, man. I could really see them having a feeling a certain way about this. And this is their way of getting back because many of them are cowards. Many of these guys who already think like that or have that bigoted mindset, they cowards. So they're not going to come up and say something uh, to the GOAT. They're not going to come up uh, and say anything to anybody, but they will use... Um, what they have, whatever power they have in order to get back at you. And is it really getting back at you? If you, I don't know that you're getting back at me, like you got to let me know that you're screwing me over. Right. So, um, like I said, I hope that's not the, the case, but I could definitely see that, man. And for all of you out here that are disagreeing with me, that he's the goat, just look at the numbers. I don't want to hear nothing about Jordan got six. Okay. Can't. Okay, got six championships. If that make you the goat, then Bill Russell is the goat goat, which he is a great player or was, you know, when he was playing. But um, so championships can't. You no, know, you need a a few under your belt to be considered a goat. But um, yeah, man, it's whatever, man. If you want to at me, I want all the smoke. 
LeBron is the GOAT, and this is a travesty. It doesn't make sense. Now, since I'm here, let's get down with this um, Emmy talk. I never watched the Emmys. I don't. I think I may have seen the Academy Awards when Chris Rock was going in and doing his thing, and and, and, and that was great. I, I enjoyed that. Um, I'm, I didn't watch the whole house. I just watched his monologue. Uh, man, what I'm trying to say is I don't care about none of those award shows. Not man one of them. But apparently a bunch of black folks won some Emmys. So shout out to them. Congratulations to them if that's what y'all want. Have at it. But my thing is, uh, so what? Do we really, really care? Because a few years ago, and this was when uh, Chris Rock did his monologue on, on the Oscars. It was the Oscars so white. The Grammy so white. And I heard people talking like, hey, we need to get our own stuff. Why do we need white Hollywood to validate our existence as artists and actors and actresses and producers and directors? And now look at it. They give a bunch of, and I'm not saying these was just awards that weren't deserved. I believe the people I saw that have won, I, I'm, I'm sure they did a great job in some of the stuff that I saw. They did a great job. But why is it that we get so bent out of shape when we lose? And then when we win, oh, it's such an incredible thing. I, I, I'm honored. Why can't we keep the same energy? We done had the BET Awards for years. We done had the um, Essence Festival, which is not an award, but it's a festival. Uh, we've had the NAACP Awards. We, we, you know, Soul Train Awards. The list goes on and on. But nobody ever wants to show up to that. They'll call the names of Beyonce or this person or Rihanna or, or whoever's black at, at these NAACP Awards or Soul Train Music Awards and they won't even show up. But let the Oscars or the Grammys call and that's a big deal. They'll go to that. So I don't really want to hear that. Oh, hey man, if you want to have your Emmy, if you're happy to have it, have an Emmy, man, more power to you. God bless you. You put in the work. You deserve whatever accolades uh, and, and, and resources are allocated to you, man. You deserve it. Godspeed. But I don't want to hear no more talk. I really don't. I don't want to hear any more talk about let's do this, let's do that, unless we're going to really, <clears throat> excuse me, unless we're going to really get into it and, and, and abide by it. If you want to go to the Emmys, great. But show up to the other stuff too. Be happy about those awards. What made, what made this award so special? Just, just tell me what really made this award so special. The Emmy, what's an Emmy? Don't worry, I'll wait. Tell me. Somebody email me what what's the Emmy or, or message me, DM me at since I'm here podcast on Instagram and let me know what what's so important about an Emmy. Who who uh, ascribed so much prestige to it? 
And if you don't get one, does that make what you done invalid somehow? If you give an awesome performance in a movie, if you direct an incredible TV series, or if you direct an incredible movie, or if you act in this incredible cable show, or whatever it is that they're getting these Emmys for, and, and people enjoy it, and people come up and they tell you, man, this was so great, shouldn't that be enough? I, I don't get it, man. I, I don't get it. I don't get married. It's not for me to get. I'm not a thespian, so I haven't put my heart and soul into the acting craft. But, I mean, come on. At some point, you got to stop looking out of yourself to get validation. But, whatever. Just don't keep coming to me talking about we need to build our own. And then, you turn coat. Once you get a uh, award, an award, and now all of a sudden you you're on TV crying with snot coming out your nose, tell me I'm so happy I won the Emmy. Negro, please. All right, since I'm here, y'all, I saw this a couple days, a day or two ago, and I thought it was fake, man. Oh my goodness, I thought this was fake. I cannot believe this. Um, I, I really can't believe y'all out here letting Gucci sell y'all grass-stained jeans and overalls for $700 to $1,400. I, I, don't, I don't understand what is wrong with y'all. I get it. As a youngster said, they want to have a drip. They want to... Uh, no, man. Grass-stained jeans? Now, especially growing up in a black household, I can imagine it's probably the same in other households. When you came home from school, what was the first thing you were told to do? Take off them school clothes and put on your, say it with me, play clothes. Because if you came in the house and them in your good jeans with grass stains on them, your folks was about to have a fit. I don't care about no Tide pin, uh, 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 whatever. It's not getting them grass stains out. Now, all of a sudden, folks is out here willing to pay $700 for some grass-stained jeans and overall. I was born and raised the first part of my life in Texas. We was, we was country and proud of it. We had jeans with grass stains in them playing football, baseball, whatever. Had a good old time. If I could find those jeans right now, I could be making a killing, huh? I could be selling my jeans. Man, I mean, my brand ain't as big as, as Gucci, but I mean, maybe $250 for, the, for a pair of boot cuts with some grass stains in them. Are you serious? 
See, this is, we, we've gotten to a, a point of no return at this point. This is crazy. This is really crazy. And, 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 you know, brands like this, what they really do is do this stupid stuff just to get some attention. So, you're welcome. But truly, a person will sell you anything that you're willing or dumb enough to buy. That's the American way. That's just the way of commerce. If you are dumb enough or gullible enough or needy enough or insecure enough to buy something that they're selling, they'll sell it to you. They don't care how how silly it is. They're just trying to get a buck. I mean, it ain't illegal. It's not harmful. But the deeper thing I want us to look at when you look at this is notice the power of branding. Gucci over the years has built a brand. Rather, I should say they have conditioned people through branding. They have manipulated. They have impressed themselves upon our consciousness, upon our psyche enough to where if it says Gucci on it, some people will just fall over themselves to buy it. That's a powerful, powerful brand. I mean, they already sell you slippers for thousands of dollars, ugly shoes for thousands of dollars. And hey, man, I can't knock the hustle. I'm just saying, notice what's happening to you when it's happening to you. They have conditioned people to buy the brand not the thing. I'll say it again for the people in the back, or if you're if you were skipping around and you just, they have conditioned these brands have conditioned people to buy the brand to pay for the brand, not the thing. A supreme t-shirt can be sold for thousands upon thousands of dollars. I've seen a person with a Supreme ladder for sale. The, the clothing brand Supreme. Supreme ladder for thousands of dollars. It, I'm, I'm looking it up now. On StockX right now, you can get a one-step, maybe two-step ladder, a step ladder, that's completely red and it's got Supreme on it in, in, in white lettering for $445. I bought a ladder not too long ago, a step ladder. I don't think I cracked 50 bucks on this thing. It may have been less than that. I got it from Walmart. They have conditioned you to buy the brand, not the thing. And it's really sad because we're seeing a generation become brand whores. They'll slut themselves out for a brand like that. They'll go out here and they'll buy, if it's got Gucci on it or 
Supreme or, or, or whatever these hype beasts are into, that kith, whatever. And I'm again, I'm not hating. I can't knock your hustle because if I could sell a ladder for four hundred, five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, I do it. But we have to, as consumers, have to start guarding ourselves. It's many people right now with an iPhone. Can't tell you why. It's just the phone you're supposed to have. I mean, I'm sitting here recording this podcast with a MacBook. It's a, it's a good computer, but boy, they ain't cheap. But mostly, it's the brand. <clears throat> The brand is the product nowadays. But I, I've seen some people wearing Gucci. I'm like, man, that looks fly. That's, that's dope. I've seen people wear, you know, high fashion. I mean, that's, that's incredible. That's cool. But a pair of jeans that have been pre <laughs> they got grass stains already on them that's just taking it too far man that's that's ludicrous and I ain't talking about the rapper but hey man you like it I love it which really means I don't care but yeah man that's um that's all I got to say about that man Now, welcome to the segment of the show called Groovy Guru's Grotto. Uh, grotto being a deep cave, we about to take a deep dive. Do you feel me? Um, what I want to say is nothing good ever happens in your comfort zone. Nothing good ever happens in your comfort zone. Seriously. I mean, just think about it. If you could stay where you're at and grow, they wouldn't call it growth. So often we get inside of our comfort zone and we like it there. We like our group of friends. We like the job that we have. We like how things are going for us. And we stay there. We don't want to be pushed Excuse me. We don't want to be pushed. So we stay away from anything that will get us out of our square. We don't want to level up. We Well, I take that back. I think we do want to level up. It's just the comfort zone is, is too great. We get used to doing things. It's, it's the reason why you got somebody that can stay at a job. For 10, 15, 20 years. Know all the ins and outs of the company. Have the capital saved up to start their own similar type of company. But they never do it. Because they're comfortable in their competence. So they don't exit their comfort zone. See, so what I mean by comfortable in their competence. They know how to do this thing. They're competent at it. They, they have uh, mastery of this thing. You could be a carpenter. You could be a, a, a 
a plumber, whatever it may be, you have mastery at this craft so you know how this thing's going to go. You know, I get up, I get my coffee, I do my job, I know what I'm going to run into, I know a little bit about, you know, I know a whole lot about how to troubleshoot this thing. If something does go awry, I'm comfortable in my competence so I don't exit my comfort zone. But what's scary is, you know what, I could set myself up really good, make a lot of good money, but I would have to go over here. I would have to find the clients. I would have to put my money up. And here's the thing. Things could go wrong. Yeah, they could. But inside your comfort zone, there's a whole lot of competence, but there's not a whole lot of growth. Nothing good. Now, there's a lot of things that happen in your comfort zone that you're used to, but nothing extraordinary ever happens in your comfort zone. You're just going to get ordinary. But as soon as you step out of that bad boy, that's where the tension comes. That, you know, that you need that friction to make you better. Think about when you were trying to ride a bike, learn how to ride a bike. Your fear was, man, I'm going to fall off this bike. It's an uncomfortable feeling to think, man, I can bust my knees all up. I'm going to crack my elbow. So I need to stay on this bike. And you learned how to ride that bike. Because you were uncomfortable with falling. You got out of your comfort zone from just standing on your two feet or even having the training wheels on you. And you say, you know what? Here I go. And you went. And you learned how to ride that bike. And that's 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 what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Getting out of your comfort zone is a beautiful beautiful thing. But the first step to doing that is knowing that nothing good, nothing extraordinary, that means extraordinary, ever happens in your comfort zone. All right, family, that's what we got right now. That's what it is. Family, I appreciate you. I pray that everything's going well in your life. I pray that you got something out of this podcast. I know I've had a blast just recording this for you today. So wherever you go, whatever you do, share this. Don't forget to share this podcast. And reach out to me. Reach out to me on the Since I'm Here podcast IG. Um, Hit me up, man. If you got a topic or something you think I need to be discussing, hit me up. Let me know. Again, thanks to all the listeners. Thanks to all the people that rock with me. That, that look out for the episodes, man. I really appreciate that. And until next time, peace, family. God bless.